It's 12 and up. Season 11, Episode 9A. With your host, Jonathan Malone, and guest host, Roy Donkin. is a podcast of Christian faith and culture in the modern age. Your host, Jonathan Malone, is a pastor of the First Baptist Church of East Greenwich, Rhode Island. Roy Donkin is the pastor of the Cambridge Drive Community Church of Goleta, California. podcast is brought to you by air travel it's unholy it's unsafe it's unnatural but boy is it convenient Uh, this is a podcast first, where I am recording the intro to this while on an airplane. I'm way up in the sky. Um, on my way from point A to point B, I don't want to say because I want to protect the anonymity of the places I've been to. Uh, and I wanted to get some work done, so here I am on an airplane trying to record this introduction. I hope it sounds okay. I'm going to do what I can and get the editing done. So anyways, we're now in season... Uh, episode 9 of Season 11, and I've got Roy Duncan as a guest. Roy's a good friend. He was my pastor when I was growing up, and we'll talk about that on the episode. I don't want to say anything about that, but this is the Rylage episode, and Roy brings a special kind of emotion, a kind of West Coast, Santa Barbara, California emotion to the Rylage. So I hope you enjoy it. The Roy, my Rylage episode with the Reverend Dr. Roy Donkin. Rylage. I'm talking about Rylage. I'm here with Roy Donkin, the Reverend Dr. Roy Donkin of Cambridge. Keep, keep it all. Keep it what? You have to have all of that. Even my grandchildren call me Reverend Doctor. Reverend Dr. Grandfather. Oh, well, I can't put that in there. That gets too familial for me. Um, but yeah, <laughs> Roy's the pastor at the Cambridge Drive Community Church in Goleta, California, which I'm told is near Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara, yeah. which I'm told is on the West Coast, which is I'm told is on the other side of the Pocono Mountains. It, it is. That's Just all. Just a little, yeah. little ways from there. Yeah. Um, it it actually is a different world. I, I yeah I can only imagine. I, yeah, I've been to the West Coast, but yeah I can only imagine never having never lived there. Everything is different. You know, moving here from from Albany, New York, mm-hmm. was we might as well have gone to the moon. Except with better better weather. Yes, better <laughs> weather than anywhere. It, Santa Barbara routinely gets picked as the best weather in the country. Uh. We have a, a in Santa Barbara, mm-hmm. uh, 
high in the summertime is usually about 75 and the high in the wintertime is about 65. Wow. That's tough. That's, yeah. That's hard living. And, and, you know, we have just maybe 330 sunny days a year or something <laughs> like that. When we first got here, we didn't understand why they had weather people on television. Right. We, they literally could just do one thing and play it every day. Well, you'll get up tomorrow morning. It'll be 55 with some fog. The fog will burn off by 1030. And then it'll be sunny the rest of the day with a high of 70. Yeah, that's boring. I, I, I don't know how you could live under those circumstances. Well, yeah. But then you learn that there actually are micro, they call microclimates here. Oh, okay. Which can be crazy. Hmm. And, and as you get away from the ocean, uh, temperatures change wildly. Mm -hmm. uh, a mile from the ocean in the summertime equals one degree hotter. Oh, that makes sense. So you get crazy things like going up the mountain instead of getting cooler, it gets hotter because you're further away from the mountain. Yeah, that, that is counterintuitive. Yeah. Yeah, so the top of the mountain might be 15 degrees hotter than the beach. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And then we get sundowners in, in sometimes of the year, which are these winds that come over the mountains off the desert. Mm -hmm. And as they come down the mountain, the air compresses, the temperature goes up, and it might go up 30 degrees in 15 minutes. Oh, wow. That's crazy. And as soon as the winds stop, it goes right back to what it was. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Very weird. Yeah. Maybe someone just, maybe just a lot of people open their ovens all at the same time somewhere else, yeah. and that's what's causing those winds to happen. That's Could it. Be. Yeah. But, yeah. So, so just to give context for the listeners, because they may be picking up on some hints here, um, Roy's on at, at the bequest of his daughter. Alexis, who has been on this on this show twice now and, and has done brilliantly, said, listen, my dad wants to be on the show. <laughs> Can you throw him a bone? I, help him out. I, I, I did. I begged her. I said, Alexis, please tell Jonathan I want to be on. Please tell him. No. And tell him if he doesn't let me on that you will never do it again no matter what. Right. And, and we know how well your daughter listens to you. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No. I, and, and I, I even told her I would bribe her with wine. Oh, which is plenty and, there. And I would, I would bribe her with childcare, which is even more valuable than wine. Yeah, that is. Yeah. And and I said maybe she didn't tell you this. I would even send wine to you. Oh no, she didn't. Oops. Ah, dang it. All right. All right. Well, next time. No, that's. I mean, so Alexis, <laughs> so Roy's daughter's been on this on the show twice, but but Roy also. I, I want the listeners to know that Roy comes with his own bona fides. Um, not the least being that he was my pastor for the formative years of my life at Emmanuel Baptist Church in Albany, New York. The, but I will not take responsibility. You have I when when people roll their <laughs> eyes and say who where I say Roy Donkin. Ah, I say okay. he, it's his fault. That's what. That's I, why we moved to California. That's why. Yeah, it's still not far enough. <laughs> so no, uh, but it's it's good to finally have you on the show. It really is. Uh, it's wonderful to be here. Th thanks. Let's see. Let's we'll see how that if you continue with that by the end of the show. Yeah. And and if, if yeah, if you've never played this show, we'll know why. <laughs> that's right. No one would know that you even said that. This is that's true. That's, except you. Except me, and that's power. 
That's power. It is. It is. But with great power comes something else, and I can't remember, but I'm sure it'll come back to me someday. Uh, so you have, the, <laughs> you have the wonderful privilege of being on the Rylage episode, um, yes. which some people really enjoy, because when else do we have the opportunity to get angry? Now, I've heard you preach, and I know that in your sermons, you're t- you tend to be one of those pulpit-hitting, you know, fire and brimstone preachers. Yeah. You know, but I live in California. Oh, have you? It, and you know, it, it's everything is chill here. Oh gosh, I, yeah, I, that's there. You've convinced me to never move to California. It, it is chill. You know, it's not unusual in Santa Barbara to go shopping and get to the store, and there's a sign on the window that says, "I'll be in at noon." I went surfing. How? Now that's not right. How does society exist with with those kind of practices? It's yes, absolutely, and absolutely. So, so now I'm wondering: Do you have all this pent up rage that's been bottled up, or are you been so indoctrinated that you're just going to be chill with your whole rileage? I'm I'm curious to see. Let's see what happens here, Roy. Yeah, there's not a lot to be riled about. It's you know, we got great wine. We have we have fresh produce all year round. I can get fresh strawberries almost every day of the year. All right, Roy, you're you're becoming quickly probably one of my most popular guests right now. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. It's just crazy. And then, you know, go walking on the beach. It it's a so do you have a rileage or do you want me to go first? Uh, I do have a rileage. Okay, why don't you go ahead? I do have a rileage. And and it's it's as much uh uh I don't understand as as Rylich. That's fine. Uh, but they kind of go together, I think, in this point. Yeah. Um, Southern California is the land of megachurches. Right. Um, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, crazy large. And in Santa Barbara, we don't have the monstrous ones because it's not a big town. It's about the same size as Albany, about 100,000 people in Santa Barbara. Okay. Um, the metropolitan area adds maybe another hundred thousand more, mm-hmm. um, but it's cut off to the south to Los Angeles by mountains that go right to the ocean. So they're okay. You know, the Los Angeles sprawl ends before you get here. That's nice. And then to the north, there's nothing. Okay. To the west, and actually to the west and to the south, it's water. Right. And. You know, to the east, it's it's desert, so um, it, it's it's kind of isolated. Um, so we don't have the you know the monster ten thousand member churches. Okay. Our mega churches are, you know, between a thousand and two thousand. Which is still a sizable big. church, yeah. It's big. And and they go in and out of style. It's California. Mm-hmm. So one will be in style for a few years, and then something happens there, and a different one kind of appears and starts to, to grow, and it becomes the in-style one. But they generally all look pretty much the same. Right. Auditorium-style buildings. Yeah. Um, you know, preachers wearing Hawaiian shirts. Hawaiian shirts are a big thing here. Um, uh, there's another reason for me to not move to California. I'm going to start keeping a list. I have. I even have one now. Oh, Roy, don't put you it. You know, I uh. came here. I came here wearing black, waiting until they came up with something darker. Yeah, that's the way it should be. 
Yeah. And now I have Hawaiian shirts. Oh, gosh. We've lost another. And, and, and <laughs> I don't remember the last time I wore a necktie. Yes, I do. It was a funeral two years ago. Yeah, people don't die there then either, huh? Well, they do, but you don't wear neckties. Oh. It's just you wear your Hawaiian shirt. Okay. All right. You're, I'm going to start riling about California. You're a muted one. So, and <laughs> you're back to muted. My story. Your grayscale Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you have to be respectful. Well, of course. Obviously. Obviously. Yeah. Somebody died. You yeah. can't wear the neon color. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> you wear your nice sandals. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you wear sandals. Yeah. Yeah. But the nice ones, the nice sandals. Not the crumb. You leave the dog at home. That time, yeah. So yeah. mega churches, they yes. all kind of, and they all. I'm sure all their names are like Point something or Cross Rock or Rocky uh, they, Cross they, Point Salad. They, not, they're not that much fun here. They're oh. just generally thing like Santa Barbara Community Church or Oh gosh, Calvary Santa Barbara or Galita by the Beach or something like that. Right. Anyway. Um, we have a nursery school at our church nice. with about 50 families. Mm -hmm. And often when I meet new families coming in with their kids, I'll, I'll ask if they're part of a religious community. Just mm -hmm. curiosity. Sure. And about about half of them say they are. Mm -hmm. Maybe a little more than that. Okay. Um, we get a few Muslim families, a few Hindu families, uh, a few Jewish families, but the vast majority are, are Christian. Right. So then I ask if, you know, which which community are you part of? And probably 75% of them say whichever megachurch is in style that year. <laughs> okay. And, and I ask, okay, what about that church do you find attractive or exciting? Hmm. And the answer is always the same. They start by saying, I like the music. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, we're in, in Santa Barbara. Uh, this is prime musician territory. Okay. Um, Kenny Loggins lives here. David Crosby lives here. Uh, one of the producers who produced the Beatles lives here. Um, you know, the list goes on and on and on. And right. on. A lot of these people uh, will play in churches. Huh. Nice. So the the quality of the rock and roll bands in the churches is is very high. Okay. Very high. So they start to I love the music. Okay. And then they usually say something like there's something for everybody. Hmm. I think and I think my mind immediately goes to oh like Walmart. <laughs> yeah, Walmart. I like the music and there's something for everybody. Yeah, and then they usually say something to the effect of, "and the preaching is relevant." Is <laughs> not yeah. good, but relevant. Yeah. Well, last week was you know the ten reasons why God wants your sex life to be better, or something like that. Okay. Did you know there were ten reasons? <laughs> no, I didn't. Um, yeah, I mean, Roy, remember, I'm in I'm in New England. We just no. uh, we would have the ten reasons why God doesn't want you to keep not talking about sex. Ah, uh, okay. That would be our sermon. Okay. Your your thing is the the reason why New Englanders don't have sex standing up. It looks too much like dancing. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah. and it's a display of affection, and that's not appropriate. Uh, to you know emotion that we we bottle that up the, the extrovert looks at the other person's feet <laughs> that was, that's good and yes <laughs> so so you are going to tell us the 10 reasons why god wants you to have better sex oh, i didn't hear the sermon i i was in my own church all right well listeners uh, before we go any further listeners i want to hear your 10 reasons why you think God wants it. Is it better sex or just to have good sex or no better sex to have better sex. And for yeah. those of you who aren't having any sex, um, that's sad for you, I guess God doesn't love you. I don't know what to say, but, uh, I want to hear your reasons. You can email them to 12 enough at gmail.com. Okay, Roy, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so then about a quarter of those people will then volunteer to me something like, but I don't believe what they believe. Now that's interesting. And well, what do you mean? Well, I don't believe what they believe about gender. Okay. I don't believe what they believe about LGBTQ folk. I don't believe what they believe about politics. Okay. Yeah. Why do you go there? They have a great children's program. <laughs> <laughs> and that's and, awful. And yeah, that's and so my 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 piece that I'm riled about yeah. is what kind of idiot hmm. takes their children to a church to be formed spiritually to believe things they don't believe. They don't. Right. Do they not get the indoctrination process of religion? I I guess not. We we were on a staycation a few years ago and went to one of those local churches hmm. uh, just for the to see what it was like right and sitting there i recognized probably 10 or 15 families from the nursery school okay and and the sermon was why did jesus have to die hmm and and the general take on the sermon was Jesus had to die because God requires a blood payment right in atonement yep and that because God loves you and you are a terrible sinner <laughs> right um, and and she that was a woman preacher too which was fascinating oh that's good good they're progressive so she went. In, she even went into original sin, and she said, "If you don't believe in original sin, just come to my house and look at my kids." Wow, <laughs> poor kids. Yeah. I mean, yes, I I see that having children that yeah, kids are inherently sinful, but that's still yeah, in in a public setting to say that about your kids. Yeah, and that's you wonder how that plays itself out. <laughs> yeah, poor kids. Maybe they'll PK. start going to your church. <laughs> Those kids. Uh, we don't have no. Yeah, we don't have any children's program. Oh, that's the kicker. <laughs> they they go there. They literally all go there. But then she was saying, you know, essentially all of your neighbors are going to hell because oh. they haven't accepted Jesus, who had to be the blood sacrifice mm -hmm. for this God who requires death. Who loves you for forgiveness? Yeah. This loving God who requires death. And, and I watched these people that I know mm -hmm. and, and went through them and, and thought, I know you don't believe that. 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 
and yet you're here with your kids having your kids learn this mm. and and what does it say then to your kids when five years later that they come home and say mommy and daddy how come grandma and grandpa are going to hell and you say well we don't believe they're going to hell but our the church told me they're going to hell oh but we don't believe what the church said then you oh, try yeah. to figure yeah. out how is that kid supposed to make sense of what they're supposed to believe and what they're not supposed to believe mm-hmm. and then you're surprised when they decide i'm never going to church again <laughs> when you've just told right. them it was a lie why did we go there well because it was a great children's program right i mean they had- so i get i get riled about that right you know i i, I you know what i miss I miss theological controversies where we called each other out as heretics. I mean, I'm used to being called. I mean, I'm called a heretic a lot, but it's you know, it, it's it's never reciprocated. Where, where you know, if you were at that church service, where the time when it wouldn't have been that surprising if you stood up during the sermon and said heresy, heresy, and called them out. But we're too polite now. <laughs> yeah, and I'm chill. And you're chill. So we- so we just left. Yeah. Well, in in I mean, in New we England, we literally did. Oh, you just we got walked. up and left. Oh, see, so yeah. good. That's a good New England response. Or I would have sat there and stewed in a passive aggressive way, and then yeah. and then when they said thanks for coming, I would have said, well, it was interesting. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, so I, I get riled at that. I get riled when you know we get a young family who attends for a while and. But when their kids get to the age where they're starting to look for programs for the kids, mm-hmm. they start going to one of those churches, or, or they stop going altogether. Right. Hey, you got to wonder how committed are they to the faith? Then it sounds like they're not committed. Um, yeah, that's that certainly is a piece of it. Uh, there's there was a, a a wise colleague of ours, another New Englander. <laughs> who I was being riled with about mm. this. And and he said, ah, it's just the suspension of disbelief. Sure. So that they sit there for an hour and act as if they believe that, and right. then they go home. And well, that's what I mean. If, if there was a real commitment of faith, they would further, either they would say if they went to this place and they had this dissonance of, of faith with the with, or theology with the preacher, they would say, this isn't right, and I take my faith too seriously to sit here and hear sermons that I can't agree with, and I don't want my children to have this. Or if they took their faith that if they had a serious commitment of faith when they're attending your church and their kids get of age uh, for a children's program, they would say, I believe so much what's being preached here and what this church is about that I want my children to be formed in that, so let's work on creating a children's program or something like that. But instead, to throw up your hands and say, "Well, it's just you know, it's inconvenient to stay here," that that doesn't yeah. speak of commitment to faith in my, in my mind. Yeah, well, we do. The, Don't the be nice to them, Roy. Don't be nice. No, I'm not being nice. <laughs> okay. the, the other piece of Southern California is that we we are serious consumers here. Oh, okay. And and you know we're so. accustomed to having the very best. So here's another example of free market capitalism rearing its angry head, ugly head, and destroying all that's right and good about America. And exacerbated by Southern California. Here's an example. <laughs> good, when, good. when we moved here, our son John was then 13 years old mm-hmm. and played little league. Excellent. So we went to the Little League opening day. Any parent of a kid who's done that knows how horrific that can be. Yeah. 
with 500 little boys and little girls running around with their baseball uniforms and all their parents gathered and just waiting for it to end. And I heard someone say something over the loudspeaker that some kid's father was going to sing the national anthem. Oh, lovely. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, oh, great, here we go. So everybody stands up. You know, you have to stand up for the national anthem. Of course anthem, you do. Which I did. Because I you did. love America. I do love America. I know you do, yeah. I, I don't sing the national anthem. Um, <laughs> and I don't pledge allegiance, but those are other issues. Right. So I stood. Right. You know, I'm going to be respectful of the people who want to do that. That's all fine and good. But I wasn't really paying much attention, except I recognized the voice. Oh. That's interesting. And he was on the other side of the baseball field, so I kind of strained my neck to look at him, and I thought, man, that guy looks familiar. Mm. And he finished the national anthem, and the announcer said, and thank you, Kenny Loggins, for singing the national anthem oh, at the Little League opening <laughs> event. Well, how do you top that? How do you talk that? You can't. I would stand up for Kenny Loggins singing anything. Yeah, and, you I, know. But when you're accustomed to having Kenny Loggins sing the national anthem at right. the Little League thing, when Fred McNurtney is singing in your church, you go, eh. Did you uh, shout out to him, sing Danger Zone after that? Um, I didn't. You I mean, it's missed opportunity, Roy. Missed yeah, opportunity. But it's still, I know, know it's but just, it's Kenny Loggins. I was like, danger zone! <laughs> anyway, yeah, how do you compete with that? I think yeah. that's right. Yeah. So what do you do? I rile. Oh, good. Well, that's in, in your own now California chillax kind of way. This, this is me riling. <laughs> this is me. <laughs> well, you have a, <laughs> there certainly is an attitude of rileage that you bring. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's the not. Folk in my church, the folk in my church laugh at me. They say how terribly cynical I was when I first arrived here. Oh. And then now I'm a Californian. Uh, I'm sorry, bro. I will pray for you and for your family. Because, I mean, that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, we need cynics, especially amongst the Baptists. We do. Yeah. We do. Uh, I, I think... I mean, I'm mean, i glad you're still there. I, I do the best I can. I really do. Arched eyebrows. Somebody eyebrow. has to balance out my chill. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I balance something out. I, I think there's... I mean, I, what I imagine you're trying to do is to say, we are going to be a community that's true to the convictions we find in Christ. And, and we're not going to kowtow or bend to the demands of the populace, as hard as yeah, that might be. Yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> That's not easy, though, is it? When, when you see these it's, churches with huge numbers. It's not easy. And, and it's, it's exacerbated, too, by the fact that everything in California is polar. Yeah. Um, you know, economically, it's polar. Mm -hmm. We've got billionaires, and then we've got farm workers. And there's right. not a whole lot in the middle. Right. Because it's, it's hard to be in the middle here. It's, it's just too, too freaking expensive to live. Yeah. Um, politically, you know, we've right. got the extremes without a whole lot in the middle. Yeah, and and religiously, mm. yeah, and we've got the extremes. There's a lot of kind of woo-woo and new agey stuff that happens. Um, 
and then there's really really conservative Christians right um, but there's not a lot in the middle the mainline church is very weak here mm. um, and even the main most of the mainline churches are very conservative right yeah that's what my impression is so then you've got to try uh, to try to stay true to who you are yeah and it's it's hard it's hard um, you know, if, if you come into a place like Santa Barbara, which is uh, again, it's a it's a very liberal community. Mm. Um, the modern environmental movement started in Santa Barbara. Oh, good. Um, yeah, it was a disaster. There was a huge oil spill, um, but Earth Day started here. Well, whatever it takes to get something good started. Yeah, yeah, um, but it's also crazy crazy conservative and you know you've got that strange mix of things mm. and these strange coalitions that happen it's it's kind of bizarre yeah um so you know you've got these these extremes with very very little in the middle mm -hmm. um you know our american baptist region in this part of the country pulled out of the domination Right. Because the denomination was not willing to make a strong stand against LGBTQ folk. Right. Which is, and even any, uh, yeah, yeah, I was there for that. That was, yeah, yeah, crazy. Um, it, it was crazy. It was crazy. And and so that's, you know, kind of where right. we are. If, if you come looking for a, a, a church in greater Santa Barbara that's welcoming and affirming, mm -hmm. you Hard time. There are two Episcopal churches, mm -hmm. uh, both of whom have uh, LGBTQ pastors. Okay. Uh, so if you're high church, and they're very, both are very high church, right? Then you're okay. Okay. But if you look for something in the free church tradition, we're pretty much the only game in town. Right. Um, and only if, but, if and you don't have Kenny Loggins doing your music. Well, no, but we do have a couple of second-tier pros. Okay, and, and yeah. Um, yeah, and don't don't shortchange yourself either. Yeah. So our, you know, if, if if you took our band and put us in a church back east, everybody would go, "Whoa, look at that!" Right, right. But here now, um, have you preached your sermon on the ten reasons why God wants you to have better sex? No. You mean not yet? No, I, I'm still, I, I'm still too deeply rooted in the Northeast. <laughs> All right, fair enough. That's that's good to I hear. A, I had a hard enough time even saying the title of that sermon for you. Yeah, yeah. But you are going to bleep it out, right? Um, yeah, I'll probably put a, a a silly little like trombone noise. Okay. You know, something that it makes the that alludes to sex without us having to actually say sex. And now we've said it many times now. Sex, sex, sex. Um, so yeah, so <laughs> it'll be kind of like a Yep. Yeah. Or for some of us maybe <laughs> Maybe I'll do both to be inclusive of everyone in their places of sexual activity. Well, inclusivity is important. It is. It is for the most part. 
So, yeah, it is. So a, what are you riled about? I, so, okay, so I'm glad that you brought something of actually weight and import because my rileage has neither weight nor import, but um, I'm riled about GarageBand. And um, so GarageBand, for those who are not Mac users, um, first, for those who are not Mac users, I don't know how you live. I really, I was a PC user for a long time. When I switched to a Mac, it was like walking out of the wilderness and, and, and being able to rest easy again. Uh, but, you know, you, you do you. Uh, but uh, GarageBand is the sound like editing program that comes on all Macs. And, and it's fairly intuitive. Right. Is that what you're using for this? It is. That's what. I, yeah. That's for the to edit my podcast. I've been. I've used GarageBand. It works well. Um, it it does everything I need to, and I had figured it out. And then about two episodes ago, I was in the middle of editing a podcast, and it told me I had to download a new GarageBand, a new version. Fine. I figure it's just fixing some bugs. Whatever. I download it. Everything changed. The format changed, the, the, um, the, the tools changed, and, and now I feel like I don't have control. I, I, had every, I had it, Roy, I had a system, and the system worked, and here they went and tried and pushed for something new on me. And I tried to use the old version, and it was not compatible with anything anymore. I didn't get, they took the choice. I have no agency, no agency anymore, and it ticks me off. Well, actually, I, I understand. Oh, good. Phew. Not, not because of, of GarageBand, which I, I don't use, but Apple products in general. Yeah. It seems like every new generation is dumbed down from the previous one. Yeah. I moved to Macs in 13. Okay. And using Pages. Oh, yeah. And not real happy with it because it didn't do everything that word had done but yeah i hate microsoft and didn't want to deal with microsoft anymore ever again <laughs> and and so i was kind of making pages work even though it didn't do everything right. i wanted to do but you figured out a system i bet that worked ish. for you ish but then every version since then that's come out does less yeah because evidently Apple has decided that they want their operating system to be essentially the same and all the apps to be essentially the same across everything from right. phones to tablets to computers, which negates the fact that a computer can actually do more. Right, right. I'm not going to be editing this on my phone. I'm not. No. No, that's crazy. Crazy yeah. people do that. I mean, certifiably yeah. crazy people will edit podcasts on their phone. I talked to a psychiatrist. He told me, so I know it's true. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I, and I, I don't know. I, I, you would want there to like, be an option or to say, do you want this version? Do you want the old version? But taken away. And then I, I listened to the last episode that went out. It was uh, episode for those for loyal listeners. I did it with Preston Fuller. It was about games. It was a good episode. But between you and me and the you know five people listening, um, I was not happy with the sound quality. I felt like I yeah. it wasn't as good. And because I wasn't, I didn't have the same kind of control. And and you know why it makes me so angry, Roy? Because why of, does it th th thanks thanks for asking. I appreciate that. It makes me so angry. <laughs> Because I care about the listeners. 
<laughs> I, I almost made it with it without laughing. But I mean, I want to. Cor- corporate America is short-circuiting your compassion. It is short-circuiting. Circuiting. I can't even say it. My compassion. I want to offer. I care so much about my loyal fans. I want to offer the best product I can. Good listening quality, or at least average. Let's average. Let's not overdo it. Average listening quality. And I've that's been taken away from me. It's broke. It's they've broken my relationship with the listeners. I feel like I'm shortchanging people. I don't know. I feel like I, maybe I should just throw the whole thing up, uh, away. Just say I'm done. I can't do this anymore because of Apple. I, I would. I would be riled about that. <laughs> you would if you were me. Huh? <laughs> but, but you know what? <laughs> Go ahead. The people who did that to you. Uh huh. They live in California. Those bastards. So, so they're just being chill. Uh, yeah, yeah. I could send them. A, oh, oh, now you've added to my email, my Rylage. If I send them an email saying, "Dear sir or madam, I am very upset," they say, "Oh, okay, I hear that." Yeah. No, that's all right, dude. I'm so I'm so sorry, dude. It's just how it is. <sighs> Let's go surfing. Let's go. Sur- all right, that's not right. <laughs> that's. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I think part of it is, if I wanted to get deeper, if I wanted to make it somewhat meta and have bring some import to it, um, I get why people in church get upset when you change the order of worship and change something in worship. <laughs> because they figure, you, you see that? <laughs> see how I got what I did there? I, I saw that. Yeah. Because I think you're stretching it. I don't, hey. I don't know. No, stay, just stay with me here. Because they, for the most part, they figured it out. They say, "I know when I can just relax. I know when I have to stand up. I know when I'm supposed to sing." And like, I've, I've got this. I just come to church. I know I just have to turn off for an hour, and I'm gonna yeah. be okay. And then you, an ch- 18 minute sermon. I can sleep for 15 in there and have enough time to kind of get right awake again, so I can stand up without falling over. Yeah, for the last exa- exactly, exactly. Yeah. And then if I come in there and then change things up, move the order around, change, you know, tweak things here and there, that messes with their whole system. And I don't ask, I say, would you prefer the new form of worship today or the old form of worship today? Those who want the old form, please go to this side. I don't give them that option. I just say, this is what we're doing. Deal with it. Yeah. And it could be very disconcerting. But, and you're not even chill about that. No, no, no. I, I, you're just a you're just a pushy. I am New Englander. I am. I say here, this is what we're doing. You're going to be okay. Actually, that's what I tell them during the church service. I say you're all going to be okay. It's going to be fine. You're going to be so okay. When, when you said you had compassion for your listeners, <laughs> you weren't talking about your your church members. Well, <laughs> well, um, fair enough. <laughs> Growth equals pain. <laughs> Roy, Roy, the last thing I wanted was for you to school me on my own rileage. <laughs> Here's another rileage. Guests that school me on my own rileage. You let me keep my issues to myself. Thank you. No, what that's a good you point. Say, you, you told everybody that I was your pastor when you're, during your formative years. I know. Dang it. Dang it. I, I said I wasn't responsible, but who knows? Maybe I was. Maybe you were. Oh, man. Well, when I get... I'm fu- going to have to go for a walk on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think your point is really good. I like that growth or equals pain. 
Because you know what I could do is I could look for a totally new program. I could say, GarageBand's been good, but I bet there's better programs out there. I've been doing this podcasting for a number of years now. Why don't I step it up and and get a program that offers me more um, that I can do instead of just falling it back on the, the same old, same old? This could be an opportunity for me to step out a little more so I can offer an even better sound quality to my listeners. It could. It could. I don't know. But that would that would involve pain. It would. And I don't like You'd pain. You'd have to learn a new program. Ugh. I'd actually have to learn about like sound engineering and stuff, like what these things mean and stuff like that. I'd have to read tutorials. That's a lot of work, Roy. Yeah, I just be pissed at Apple. That's I. Thank you. <laughs> That's. <laughs> And then go for a walk on the beach. I can do that in Rhode Island. You can. Yeah. I, yeah. I did Probably last week. It's a little chillier there than it is here. It's invigorating. Okay. If you go, okay. if, there's nothing like walking on the beach when it's 20 degrees outside. Okay. I, I mean I'll that. There, there is that. nothing like it. I'll, I'll take your word for that. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's invigorating. That That's. Hey. There, there, there is one other piece, though, here that, you know, we were talking about the trade-offs. Yeah. And because of our location, we're also just inches away from really wild places. Oh, that's nice. So, you know, when you go for your walk on the beach, depending on which beach you're at, you may come across mountain lion tracks. That's crazy. And, and you may look out into the ocean and think, oh, let's go for a little swim and witness a great, white, a great white chomping down on a seal. Well, the seal had it coming. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but for that's wild. For being a seal. They, they yeah. play cute. They play cute. They, they do. But they're devious. They're yeah. just plotting yeah. your demise. So we should be thankful for great whites. We should be we should be praising the great white sharks for killing seals. Yeah, adult seals, not baby seals. That's inhumane. Well, not for great whites, I guess. They have a different moral code than we do. They they probably do. Yeah. Yeah. And and I saw I saw a wild boar one day driving to work. You mean a preacher standing out there just putting people to sleep? Wildly boring people. Yeah, thank you for completing the joke for me. Um, so, no, no and actually, the pig with the with the, the horns. Kind with tusks. Yeah, yeah. I, listeners, I just made the symbol for horns. That they, so I wanted you all to know that I, the pig with the things. Yeah, it's a good visual. Yeah, that's and pretty I, neat. I, it was an interesting experience because I thought I, I saw it driving up towards it i thought i'm gonna pull over and take a picture and then i realized that's the just a stupid (laughs) idea yeah because they these things are big and ugly and mean yeah yeah don't take pictures unless you're at a safe distance that's my rule of thumb yeah yeah the couple of times i've i've encountered black bears in in the in the wilderness the last thing i thought of was i need a picture the first thing i thought of how do i make more distance between me and that bear how do yeah. I how do I get away? And then after it's like, oh, a picture would have been nice. I'll draw one. So so how do you get away from a black bear? Um, you get someone slower than you in between you and the bear. Oh. 
Okay. That's, okay. No, I mean, you just you're supposed to make noise, and the bear is supposed to run away. Oh, that's what we teach our kids out here for mountain lions. Yeah, make yourself big and scary. Yeah. And hopefully it'll work. And, then, and if it not, or the the worst thing that can happen is the mountain lion is disappointed. I thought this was a bigger meal than it turned out to be. <laughs> yeah, and then it's like it's not worth it. <laughs> Well, folks, I wanna gonna I'm gonna start to wrap this up. <laughs> Not that. So we went from being riled about megachurch, white evangelical megachurches, yeah. to having your children be eaten by mountain lions. I don't know if I'm riled about that. Circle of life, and you know that's yeah. that's how we weed out the strong from the weak. Darwin. Yeah, Darwin was right. Back yeah. to the great white sharks. No, uh, so I, here's what I, I'm going to try to summarize it. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, here we go. All right. First, I think it is so important for you to have a commitment to a faith community, I mean, a real commitment. If you're going to go to a mega church, then go all in. You know, be committed to that church, be committed to the ministries they're doing. I mean, you don't have to take in the... You never take in the theology of a pastor, lock, stock, and barrel. Always be questioning. Always be pushing. Please. Because we're very rarely right. But Speak for yourself. Yeah, well, I've, you know, I've heard your sermons. And yeah, you were right sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, I, but you also need to know where, where are the lines for you? Where, where are you going to say that theology I just can't abide? I can't do it. And then don't. Go somewhere else. And then be committed. And if it gets uncomfortable, stay with it and work for change. And that, I was going to, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, there, and there's an implication in, in what you're saying. I think mm-hmm. that really is important. Yeah. Um, and and to be serious for a, for a moment. Yeah, um, please. I, I think the Christian life requires community. Yeah. It's essential. You cannot, you, you cannot do it by yourself. Yeah. You can't be a Christian by, as an individual. You have right. to have a community. Right. And, and, and that means church in one form or another. And if you're suspending belief for an hour just so your kids get a good children's program, you're not a part of that community. And they're not really getting a good children's program if they're being taught things that right. you don't believe. Yeah. Also that. Also yes. Yeah. They're being entertained. Right. They're having fun, maybe. You know what? But yeah. When they come home crying because they're afraid they're going to get left behind in the rapture. That's not good anymore. Probably not a good children's program. Yeah. And you know we're going to have fun when we're all dead and in heaven. Now's not the time to have fun. Now's the time to roll up our sleeves and get to work. We'll have fun when we're dead. That sounds like someone from the Northeast. <laughs> Pick up the shovel. Today's not a day for fun. Today's a day to do work. <laughs> but hey, I'm going surfing. Yeah, yeah, boy. Yeah, Puritans would never do well in California. <laughs> like, how do you... uh, And then right. when I'm done with that, maybe I'll go wine tasting. Well, that I could get behind. I could totally get behind that. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but then it's in the Bible. it is in the Bible. Going to vineyards and uh, is in the Bible. Doing wine tastings is in the Bible. First thing Jesus did in the Gospel of John, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just like the caveat. Yeah, 
He's, Jesus wants us to drink wine. Unless you're an alcoholic, then don't. Please, be safe. Yes. But for yes. the rest of you, drink more wine. Yeah. 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 If you're over 21. Boy, too many caveats. I'm going to get in trouble. The other, so then the other thing is <laughs> um, change can be good, but it will be hard. And, and growth can come from that. Uh, and, and to embrace that. Uh, that, you know, just because, you know, if you lose that status quo that you're so used to, that you're so comfortable with, that can be a good thing. But no, it's going to be painful. And that's okay. Uh, as long as we also embrace it and don't just walk away grum- grumbling and, and, and complaining about it, having rileages about it. As Pastor Malone says, you're going to be all right. You're going to be okay. It's okay. <sighs> I did say that, didn't I? You did. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I believe you. Yeah, I know, I yeah. you don't have to believe me, but, you know, that's... <laughs> you told me not to. I did. I did say that, didn't I? You're a good yes. Baptist, Roy. I'll say that. That's for sure. I am. The only th- that's the way I've always described you. I say, Roy Donkin, he's a good Baptist. He yeah. barely agrees with a thing I say. Good Baptist. <laughs> Roy, what time is she? Even if I do agree with you, I still want to fight about it. I know you do. You say, like, I agree with you, but. Yeah. Yeah. That's also part of just who you are, I think. I think that's going beyond just the Baptist thing. <laughs> Roy, what, what time is your worship service? 1030. So, folks, if you're in Goleta, California, or the just Santa, the Santa Barbara area, go to the Cambridge Drive Community Church at 10.30. Is that in the morning? Yes. Okay. I mean, who knows? California, everything's up and backward. You could be having worship that's, at 10.30 that's at night. true. But, you know, we, we still pretend that we're an agrarian society, and you have to milk the cows before you come to church. Right. And then you got to be done in time to milk them again. Yeah. So ten thirty, and do you have any uh, promotional stuff? Do you do? Are you still doing music, as well? I am. Oh, I am. Um, these days, uh, mostly just in the church. Mm-hmm. I play bass in the church band. Nice. Um, we do have a concert series that we put on. Excellent. Uh, first Friday of the month, acoustic musicians, uh, touring musicians. Nice. Our next show is with a singer-songwriter named Jill Knight, who's wonderful. Excellent. Um, if you really want to see my sermons, they're all up on YouTube. Oh. If Jonathan was telling you the truth <laughs> or not. Um, and, and the first thing you will notice is that I don't have on a tie. Yeah. No, um, the first thing we'll notice is just how handsome you are. Well, I... And, I, and then, and he's not wearing a tie. I am older. <laughs> Distinguished. And, Distinguished, and I, I would say. And I have grown. <laughs> while being chill in California. Oh, that's, see, that's, that's how it gets you. <laughs> it does. It does. Uh, just search for Cambridge, Cambridge Drive Community Church on YouTube. Folks do that. Roy's an excellent preacher. I've been inspired by many sermons. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so go check, you know, 1030 in the morning and check out the music stuff that go, that's going on. Good worship, good, solid theology. I promise you that, and you will be challenged. If you're in the greater Rhode Island area, um, come to the First Baptist Church in East Greenwich at 9.30 in the morning. 9.30? I know. I, wow. It, it, How did that happen? I, it was like that. when I, Well, it was 9.45 when I got here, and I said, why don't we just make it at 9.30, just round it down? 
And, okay. and they did. I, you know, I kind of like it because I can be home by noon. Yeah, it gives you more more of the day. More of the day. I mean, the cows wake up early here. We got it. We milk them early. That's true. Yeah, yeah. the New England cows—they're sturdy. <laughs> They're sturdy, sturdy cows. Early risers. Uh, yeah. Uh, they're too chill here. <laughs> the cows are like, give me, give me twenty more minutes. <laughs> Not yet. Twenty more <laughs> minutes. So, Roy, thank you very much for being on the show. Thank you. I had fun. Oh, good, good. Rylich. I'm talking about Rylich. Okay, I'm back. Um, what? I'm back. What I mean is I'm back on the ground now. I'm no longer in, in the airplane. It took that long for me to edit this uh, episode. Um, the amount of time it takes to fly an airplane, land an airplane, and then leave the airplane. And now I'm back. Huh. I, I know you're all worried. Hopefully the sound is better. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Roy. Roy's a lot of fun. I think he made some great points. He schooled me about GarageBand. I'm going to try to learn more, but, you know only to a certain level. And, um, and people, really, be, be sincere about the church you join or are part of. If you want to send a comment about this show or any other shows, you can send those to 12enough, that's written out, um, 12, written out enough, at gmail.com. Uh, I also encourage you to go to the website, 12enough.com, to see the show notes and to also see about other shows and my blog and other things like that. It's always fun. There's always fun things happening on my website. I mean, fun is relative. I mean, more fun than doing your taxes, I guess. Unless you're a CPA, then that's a lot of fun. And I guess that would be, taxes would be more fun than my website. You know what? Forget it. Don't bother. Just go do your taxes. I don't care. Uh, if you want, also, I encourage you to go to Facebook and like the 12 Enough page. It's Facebook slash 12 Enough. Uh, and or something else. Oh, yeah, definitely go to iTunes and rate the show, like the show. Uh, we really just need to get heard by more people, and that happens best when you rate and like this show. Give us some five stars. Give me six stars. I'm going to go for ten stars. I want someone to give me a ten star, and also write a review. Please write a review. It only takes a minute or two. Yeah, and, and even here's what you do. You go to another show, a show that has a really great review, copy it, and then paste it onto this show. So you don't even have to do any work. Just plagiarize. It's okay. So, I hope you enjoyed this. And as always, thank you very much for listening. about Christian faith and culture in the modern age. Your hosts were Roy Duncan, the pastor of the Cambridge Drive Community Church, and Jonathan Malone oh, in Goleta, California, and Jonathan Malone, the pastor of the First Baptist Church in, in East Greenwich, Rhode Island. Uh, the music is by Andrew Malone and also by Charlie Eastman. The thoughts, ideas, opinions, ruminations, ranting about Kenny Loggins. We love you, Kenny Loggins. You're fantastic. Um, and about just the West Coast, East Coast, and all that tension between. They do not really reflect their churches, their friends, their families, their denominations, those regions, or anything else of that nature. These are their own ideas. This was their podcast. <laughs>